I feel like this this episode is mixing in some pretty good insights we have with like super obvious stuff that everybody takes for granted. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Quite probably. <laughs> you can work less hard if you buy less things. What we wanted to talk about was trying to set priorities. When should you say yes to stuff? When should you say no to things? And mm-hmm. how do you decide when to say yes or no? And how do you go about doing it? Yeah, that's definitely, I hope, relevant to, <laughs> to most people. Because, like, it'd kind of suck if you'd never have the opportunity to do anything. I mean, if you don't, then you should probably be going out and actively finding more opportunities. Yeah. yeah. So there, that, if, if you don't have opportunities to do anything, then stop listening. All you have to do, like, right now, this won't apply to you. Just go outside and, like, do more things, I guess. Yeah. You have to actively go and find your opportunities. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I totally, I totally get what you're talking about because I've always been uh, someone who tries to like keep up with lots of things at once, like multiple sports and multiple hobbies and lots of things like that. I've never really um, joined too many like clubs. Like my old roommate, he uh, was like part of like a. a christian association and then like an event thing that they planned every year which was like basically like almost a job but he didn't get paid for it also did like some business networking stuff i've that's never really been something for me i've never like gotten caught up in like doing all these business and organization stuff it's just like hobbies and sports and more more social or personal things, I guess. Do you find that that gets like almost overwhelming at times? Or is it because that it's personal stuff, you can kind of put it off more? Well, like I'll give an example. Like yeah, in, yes, please. in high school, I think it was grade 12. For At one point, I was on the wrestling team. So that was three times a week practice. And then doing taekwondo twice a week. And then also doing piano lessons once or twice a week. And also had a, a job at Food Basics. Mm. I think I worked twice a week, usually weekends. And then also usually once a week, I would walk my neighbor's dog. So it's nothing incredibly demanding, but it's just a, a lot of stuff. Yeah, it all adds up. I have a feeling spend. that for you, it would be more like my old roommate. It hasn't been in the past, but over the past maybe year or so, maybe like even more so six months, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Busy toasting and whatnot. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I was just looking through um, my time reports because I, I try to track the time that I spend working on different things. Yeah. And over the past months, I think I spent about twice as much time on Toastmasters as I did on school. Oh, wow. Which is both a commentary on the commitment to Toastmasters and how much I just cannot give a shit about school right now. Okay, because I was going to say, are you... Are you doing too much Toastmasters or not enough school or a little both? It's like 10 to 15 hours a week of school. Like including classes? Yeah. Wow. Well, it it does make sense though, right? When you're switching, you're like, whatever. Yeah. Like I still have to pass them, but that's, that's, that's the main goal there. But yeah, the reason that this came up is because I'm still a little undecided on something that I did commit to recently that I think I do want to continue with because it it sounds like a lot of fun but it's just like okay this is one more thing onto the pile yeah 
is that so that's, you're like this better be good <laughs> exactly so i already have like the the university courses the college applications trying to do all the healthy things like work out eat sleep all Not that kind die. of stuff and then i've got the position at ryerson toastmasters and this podcast and i want to get back into youtube videos and then See, the other day, I decided, hey, I'm going to go and check out the Toastmasters Club at the college I'm going to go to at Humber just to see what it's like, uh, how the vibe is, if I want to join it. Turns out they are in need of some people to take on leadership roles, and I ended up volunteering to be one of them. Oh, I, and you've started already? Um, well, I applied. I think they're going to see if anyone else applies over the next week or two, but... I don't think anyone else is going to apply. I kind of doubt it. So I probably have the position. Would that not start once you actually switch schools? So Toastmasters, whenever it's part of a, like a school club, it's in a little like bit of a gray zone or it's partly a school club, but it's partly like its own organization. It's a branch of Toastmasters International. So you yeah. can just go to any club and join or present. Some will have requirements like that you have to get voted in by the members and some will enforce you have to be a student here but most that i've found won't like at ryerson we don't you don't have to be a ryerson student to join the club yeah we have one from one guy who's from george brown i think oh okay just, there's no george brown toastmasters or? i assume there is but he goes to ours because his brother is at ryerson Ah, uh, okay cool yeah. makes sense his brother probably like got him into the cult <laughs> yeah more or less so are you gonna are you gonna keep being exec at the ryerson one when you leave or? yeah i think so well with toastmasters there's a thing called the distinguished club program which is okay. they give every club like a series of goals to meet in terms of like education are people doing speeches in terms of your membership and a couple administration things and if yep. you meet enough of those, you become a distinguished club. And that is something that oh Ryerson, my. over the past 10 <laughs> years that it's existed, has never managed to get. And hmm. I'm actually not sure if the Humber Club has or not. I kind of doubt it. So it's like, okay, I could bring both of these clubs to their first Distinguished Toastmasters Award in the, the decade of each of their existence. Sounds like <laughs> That'd a be cool. But like, what do you get from that? Uh, I would say experience and the ability to that say that so I, I guess a resume as well exactly yeah that's a hell of a resume booster mm -hmm. like the first i i personally led the clubs to do this that would be so yeah. sick so that is the main idea also i'm finding that toastmasters it's the most like job-like thing that i've ever done <laughs> haven't you had a you've you have a job <laughs> i have had jobs before yeah but <laughs> They've never felt like real jobs, uh, like proper white collar kind of jobs. But with Toastmasters, yeah. there's all sorts of like, especially with the Ryerson one, there's all sorts of like divisions for the team and you have to like hold meetings and meet deadlines and stuff like that mm -hmm. and go out and like market and like recruit people and things like that. So okay, it just, it feels like a real job. That I, I can relate to that feeling for my job now, working, yeah. working with the government. Mm -hmm. I like when I got there they're like this is your cubicle here's your computer I'm like oh this is just like mine and they're like yeah you can just take it take it home if you want doesn't really matter <laughs> and I'm like wow and they're like this is your desk chair and I'm like oh my god wow <laughs> solid so okay. and it's like yeah. yeah you got meetings and shit and 
I'm just like, oh, one of my hours, and they're like, just like show up for work, I guess, like <laughs> just <laughs> oh, whenever. Like it could okay. be seven thirty to three thirty, it could be nine to five if you want. Oh, that's it could be nine thirty to five thirty if you're a crazy person. Shit. That's wild. <laughs> so yeah, I totally feel that. It's just like, oh, I'm an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind it too much. The restrictions of it because I don't actually have to go anywhere for like eight hours. I can just yeah. get work done oh, wherever boy, yeah. other than for meetings, which is sick. Yeah. And meetings are what once a week. Uh yeah. Plus anything that I have to hold to organize specific things what would you say makes a commitment worth it to like a club or a job or something so i was kind of i was trying to think about this for the past little bit since whenever you said you were available to speak today (laughs) (laughs) i'll have my people speak to your people (laughs) and what i figured out so far is that i think you have to start out with an overarching maybe not goal but a theme that you want to do are you familiar with the the concept of like having a yearly theme not at all okay so this is a neat thing that i found about on a podcast called cortex okay it's basically throughout the year you have an overarching theme and this isn't any particular goal or anything people what what were some of the examples um the year of organization or year of stabilization or rebuilding or independence i've heard or things like that and then you need obviously a little bit more of an explanation behind them a little bit more of significance I mean, uh, yeah the ottawa senators are in a year of rebuilding so i, I get that <laughs> yeah actually it's it's actually the same idea so like mm. the sends they say they're rebuilding and then so any action that they can take over the next year that helps them in rebuilding to be stronger during the next year would be something to take on. Yeah. So it's the like same young idea. Pl- like take a risk on young players. Exactly. That, like could yeah. be really good assets or like trade away like players who haven't reached their full potential or, and they don't think will reach the potential and stuff like that. Exactly. Whereas if their yearly theme was uh, we're going for the cup this year, lads, it would be completely opposite actions that they need to take. Yeah. They should be getting signing some even older players with lots of experience who've been through it before yeah yeah keeping yeah just getting all the points they can keeping everyone healthy at the end too yeah exactly yeah so so i think that you want to start off with just kind of an overarching goal and i've Mm -hmm. got so far what actually i think i talked about last podcast maybe was to just become the best marketer or spokesperson that i can be over the next year, a little bit more than a year, I figure over the course of the diploma. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that that makes total sense, especially with like Toastmasters. It's exactly. basically like how to just talk good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Would you Would you say that like this podcast is like practice for Toastmasters? Like it like helps, or it's it doesn't feel totally different. I think it does help. One really concrete thing that I was thinking about the other day was that when I showed up to the club and I had my table topics, the like impromptu speech thing, I participated in that. They're like, wow, you have really good control over your filler words. And I was thinking, yeah, because every time I use one, I have to edit the goddamn thing yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So I have to, I've gotten a lot more careful or better about not using the uhs or ums and whatnot. 
Yeah, I mean, everybody hates hearing their own voice. So hearing your own voice going, uh, would probably get somewhat <laughs> irritating if you're yeah, listening definitely. to it a lot. But then it is also kind of good just in that it's often the same topics. We talk a lot about self-improvement stuff here, which is yeah. the same thing that often comes up at Toastmasters meeting. It depends oh. on the clubs and the people. But yeah. It's like what they're interested in. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you vote on it? Or? Uh, no. Or actually, mm. maybe. Some clubs have like a weekly theme that you try and mm. follow. Ours don't. All the speeches are individual. You kind of pick your own thing. Based on the Pathways okay. program. It's a little educational yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah, I find, I find that this podcast for me is an example of a commitment that paid off. Because when you're like, do you want to do it? And we were like talking about it. I'm like, okay, so that's like, what like an hour or two probably like two hours a week uh and then like you know like what would i get out of it what would i put into it and i find that one thing i didn't expect to get out of it was just like thinking more like objectively about like just living life for instance why why am i taking on said commitment and what what what's it gonna do for me is it gonna it's gonna make me happier is it gonna make me more organized stuff like that and just like having a stance on on those topics is pretty nifty yeah i know right that's what i've heard <laughs> from people on podcasts before they say yeah just because i'm on a podcast i'm a lot more like what, is, what do you call it introspective or i think a lot more deeply about topics or have yeah. a lot more self-awareness well i would i would say yeah it's not it's not thinking more deeply it's just like thinking more like concisely like on a path that you can explain to somebody else you know that's very true, yeah. In more of an organized manner. If you can't, if you just have an idea on something, but you can't explain it to somebody, then it's a lot of good that does, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It, I've gotten a lot better at that too. Yeah, and it is purely making it, this part of like making it just a discussion, because I, I have no idea how many people listen. So it's like, and I'm not doing it, like it, it's not like there's like live reaction, like there is public speaking. That's so it's literally true. just yeah. like, speaking to someone and hearing what they have to say and then reciprocating what you have to say along like a certain topic unless we wanted to make it live yeah that'd be Which cool sounds that'd, sick but maybe one day that'd be a little vibe check no but that would actually be cool it would yeah yeah, yeah. i enjoy that but yeah i think you raised a good point in there during your little explanation was that my next idea was after something fits within your theme is how much time is it going to take up yeah. You really need to think about that because some commitments that, can get massive. Usually the case act when you're thinking of taking on a new commitment, it's usually worthwhile, but it's just, is it more worthwhile than the other stuff you're doing is? Cause you probably or like, it's very possible that you just straight up won't have the time to do that. And another one. That's very true. You have to consider both how much time it's going to be and how much value you're going to get out of it compared to what you're already doing. Is it worth yeah. taking something else out or stopping something else to pick up this other activity? That's pretty much it. You just hit the nail on the head pretty much. It's like, hey, is it like, can I do it? Just like, can I and should I basically? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you say you have like themes for for years and stuff. You said uh, this one is like making yourself the best like marketer you can. Yeah. What would you say... Like, are you going to take on, like, another one in the next calendar year and put, like, keep doing the marketing thing, like, until the end of your program, but, like, take on a new sort of theme for this, for 2020? Or 
not. So when I say become the best marketer, I'm kind of, I was more so thinking about having that be the 2021. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've just, it's got a head I'm start. kind of impatient. Yeah. I just <laughs> like, why wait, you know? Yeah. I, I don't have a current one that I want to finish up or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. It's not like anything I do now doesn't count towards it. Right. Like yeah. this is my own goal. <laughs> You're like, okay, I can do these really productive things, but the calendar year hasn't started yet, so... So maybe not. I'll just wait. I'll just yeah. wait like four months. I'll just goof off until then. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Going to real quick start a new theme and finish it by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Gonna be fluent in Swahili. There you go. Yep. Race to the fluency. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. Have a theme? Have or... a theme for a whole year. Yeah. Because yeah. like... I can't, I can't think of something that I've, like, based everything I do around for, like, an entire year, really. Except for, I guess, I guess, like, when I started exercising, I was mm-hmm. pretty into that, like, just health for, mm-hmm. like, a bit. But it wasn't, it wasn't, like, everything I did, I guess. Yeah, no, it doesn't have to be everything. That's just something to make decisions with, like, have it in the back of your mind. Like, oh, okay. is this something that would go well with this theme yeah you could probably but, like like expand your social circle that yeah could be one that's a good one or do better academically mm-hmm. or in your job get a, a higher level in your job or something oh one that was funny was um mike one of the guys in the podcast he had a yeah. year of adulting which, all right sounds yeah, horrible there were a couple of things in there one, buy a house, two, get Ew. married, and three, learn to drive a car. How old is he? I think like 30 or 40. He just lives in downtown London all his life, so he's never needed to know how to drive a car. Oh, okay. That makes total sense. Yeah. City yeah, lines. like if you live in a, in a city, you don't really need to know how to drive a car. I mean, I guess maybe it would be convenient sometimes. Did he own a car? I don't think so. I don't, he never. Act, he didn't actually end up doing that. He got the other yeah, two down, but it doesn't seem incredibly important. Like, I think he did want to go do stuff in other cities or something like that, relatively uh, nearby. Yeah, I, I forget why exactly, but he decided it would be a good thing to know how to do. Did he at least have like a, a fiance or a girlfriend at the time? Yes, he did have a girlfriend, okay. and they had like, they were planning to get married. He just established that as one of the main goals because it takes a hell of a lot of time and it's just acknowledging that, that this is one of the most important things that he's doing that year and that it's okay that it's taking so much time and that it's hella stressful. Yeah. You shouldn't expect to do all those things like getting a house and getting married and still be like excelling at or like built, putting all sorts of new stuff into your work, you know? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, this is what we're focusing on now. Yeah. You can the other the area other areas you should maintain but don't have to like expand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess I could totally see something like that. Like with the broad topics like just yeah. like maturing was basically that, like yeah. adulting, but like or one of the yeah. other ones was I think stabilization for him. So he is the co-founder of a company. They'd been going for like 5 years. They've been going really well. And yeah. he said, all right, we're not going to focus on growth anymore. We're just going to focus on making sure our fi- foundation's good. 
hmm. basically for the company so that they could grow later on. But for now, that's not the focus. Just we got to make sure everything's good. Oh, see, as someone who doesn't know anything about like business or <laughs> companies and stuff, I just figured, like, is it possible to grow too quickly? Yes. I mean, it's very easy to scale with, say, like some kind of internet business, which is what they were doing. But you still need a lot of, we'll call it infrastructure. I think that's still what you call it when it's digital. Like you need all sorts of systems in place. Like they run their own version of Patreon for all their podcasts. Like he runs a podcast network. So he has to handle all the payments for uh. all of those things, coordinate with all the sponsors and things. So it's just making sure all like the infrastructure was good and built up. Because, you know, when you have so many people, like the demands for the on the website, on like merchandise, on all the payment things, you got to make sure that everything's good. Sounds uh, intense. <laughs> I think the better or the more easy to understand example is like a physical store or product. Like if you make a bunch of socks and people freaking love the socks, but you just don't have the infrastructure to put, put out enough of them. They're always going to be sold out, and now everybody's going to be like, "Ah, they're already sold out. Who cares? We're not uh, okay. going to buy them." Yeah. yeah. Okay, I get that. Yes, yeah, so you got to build up to match the demand for your stuff. And I noticed you said Patreon. Wow, that sounds <laughs> uh, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I know Patreon's <laughs> a, a neat place. You guys should all the listeners should go check it out at Patreon.com/slash/standardhumans. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the website for Patreon. I just sort of found it interesting on like what you need to live and what you don't mm -hmm. have you ever heard of um the ancient greek philosopher called diogenes that rings a bell who who is he what do you what do you have to say he was he was a cynic i believe um and he was like he he tried to uh have the least possible stuff that you needed to live Okay. Like, I think he he just begged for his food. Like, I th I'm pretty sure he was homeless. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, he didn't have, like, any possessions, I don't think. Like, I think he had, like, a bowl, okay. like a monk. Hmm. And then um, he, he would uh, try to, like, take everything down to the smallest amount, I guess. So he'd be like, commitments, why don't you just do zero? Because <laughs> he he just literally, like, was a beggar. You know, okay. like intentionally, like he sort of preached, like you should have like the the least amount of things possible, like commitments, like possessions, stuff like that. Like he obviously wasn't a glutton. Yeah. So he didn't have a house. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, I guess, the extreme opposite view of what we're talking about to taking on too many things. Do, but do you think it's possible to take on too few? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. I would say probably, yeah. I mean, we're going to very quickly get into the meaning of life here and what's the point of existence. <laughs> but yeah, My dude, we live in a society. <laughs> yeah, but if, let's say, the point is to create things or to change the world in some way or to do yeah. something with life, then I think you would inherently need some kind of commitments. You don't mean many, but yeah, you want to do something, I would think, at least for the sake of not being bored out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he just debated and stuff most of the time. Oh, fair enough. There's a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I remember yeah. um, what he won famous debate 
he did. I think it was Aristotle who had his definition of what a human is. Okay. He was a featherless biped. <laughs> what is his okay. definition of Fair what enough. a human is? Um, because you know they didn't have monkeys or oh yeah, I don't yeah. know, running lizards or anything like that. Yeah, back in ancient Greece. So what Diogenes like the way the way sort of his mind worked was he, I believe he just like pointed out that a plucked a plucked chicken is a featherless biped and is therefore a human. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of facts. It's true. Featherless chickens are humans. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm I always find it interesting the concept of just like you know leading like the super stoic like lifestyle i guess just having like very minimal thing like the idea of like being a monk or like a hermit sort of thing yeah like for a period of time like that'd be interesting that would definitely be interesting yeah i feel like that would probably be a good tradition to spread to the rest of the world like to just go without the things at least for a little while well well in uh south asia southeast asia i think i said before it is oh yeah that's quite common yeah to become a monk for like three months when you are between high school uni age yeah so yeah i think that i think that that would be good because then that would probably help you also see what things or commitments you actually need if you've Mm -hmm. been in a frame of mind where you have zero things or commitments and so then you you would actually it would sort of be a control period to tell like how each thing affects you like Mm -hmm. so you do nothing and then let's say you you start working back at your old job afterwards and you're like oh this i'm way less happy than when i was doing nothing so you could stop that and get a new job or like say living in a specific place you could be like oh this makes me more happy than there so i'll keep living here this is cool oh that's interesting yeah it's basically the concept of nothingless is almost the baseline and some commitments are even worse than that yeah than doing nothing yeah yeah i guess so because like some jobs and stuff i certainly remember like ones i've worked like sometimes you would just be sitting there and there'd be no customers or anything and you're like i would rather do nothing because then at least i could sit instead of stand <laughs> Fair. like and not be working you know this kind of reminds me of thoreau's new economics i don't know that I haven't actually read the book, but I heard it described in another book. I've been meaning okay. to read it. But... Wow. <laughs> what other book did you hear it described in? It was in the... It might have been Digital Minimalism, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out to Digital Minimalism again. Either that or the Icarus Deception. I think it was Digital Minimalism, though. Anyways, okay. what he did, Thoreau, he went... This is... Uh, what time frame is this? Like 100 to 200 years ago, I think. Okay. He decided to just go and live in a cabin by the woods for a year and track all of his expenses, like down to the like exact cent. And he like wrote them all down. I think that's like a big part of the book is just like, or a section of the book is just his like logs of expenses and things. Oh, and basically, what he found out was that he could survive in the cabin by working the equivalent of like a day of work every week. So just by working one day every week, he could sustain his lifestyle and be free for the other six days that week to do whatever he wanted. Say there were a lot of people who would be working five, six, seven days hard every single time, like eight to 12 hours or whatnot, Mm -hmm. or 
farmers who would go and buy like a nice set of curtains or something and they'd cost however many dollars i don't remember but it'd be the equivalent of several days of work right yeah and it was like okay if you just don't buy the curtains in the first place you can just not work those days yeah it evens out yeah i think about that a lot where i mean obviously everybody does they're like oh if i just buy a less nice house or car or don't buy a car stuff like that then sure you won't have the thing but it might be nicer to just have the peace of mind of like not being in debt or like not needing to to work so crazy hard or something definitely um and sometimes sometimes you sort of feel it the opposite like when money's good and it's like you got a you got a bit of a surplus going on you're like oh let me just uh let me buy something. I got some. I got some money going around, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of still the exact same thing. It's like if you. This is just if you do, if you don't really need it, then you could just relax and chill and just let that be there. Yeah, you know, exactly. as security for when when money's not as good and stuff. I feel like this this episode is mixing in some pretty good insights we have with like super obvious stuff that everybody takes for granted. Possibly, yeah, yeah, quite probably. <laughs> you can work less hard if you buy less things. Very, very true. <laughs> yeah. Or like, like, hey, if you no, but I think the extremeness of the example, like just working one day, right? The thing week. that's really cool to me is that he actually did it. Yeah, because everybody exactly. thinks about it, like everybody like knows it, but it's like you until you actually do it, like the, then you'll know it a lot better once you have. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. See, that sort of thing I would, I would sort of like to do. I wouldn't want to track all my expenses and stuff because, okay. you know, I don't really, wouldn't really want to. But just like not, it wouldn't be like in a money-based thing. It would just be like in a doing stuff-based thing. It, it would just be like minimal work, live out in the boonies. I mean, I feel like you, know? you should at least track the money a little bit so you make sure you're not oh, like, yeah, like, falling behind kind of thing. Yeah, enough to like, like I would, I, I wouldn't like make like spreadsheets and stuff, but I would make sure like I was at least breaking even. Yeah, fair enough. So that I do not starve. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Good plan. But yeah, back to the yearly themes. I was thinking that would be a cool episode. I guess I explained most of my thing now. I might be able to think yeah. of some more specific things, but do you think you might be able to figure one out? I don't know. Hmm. I can give another example. I think, yeah. if I'm not completely messing this up, uh, one of Gray's years was the year of branching out or something along those lines. He's oh, okay. just trying to try new things. Yeah. And one of the things that happened with that was that for one of his videos, he or thought up the idea of actually going to the place that he was talking about and being there for a while. He yeah. he'd never like thought about, or he wouldn't have ne- ever considered actually going to a place because it's completely unnecessary for making the video, right? You can find all the information online. But he decided, you know what? No, I'm trying new things. I'll actually yeah. go, and I will write some of the video while I'm there in the in yeah. the place, absorbing the environment. And he said, yeah, it it was a lot more expensive than making a normal video would be, and it was a lot more time consuming. I don't know if it was worth it, but it was an interesting experiment. It was a good time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I totally get that. Like experience something is totally different than just knowing all the things about it. I believe that 
we have covered the topic, but I what so, yeah. what would you like to discuss for the next one? And how's it looking? We were talking about getting like a Reddit up in order to like vote on what the next topic would be and stuff like that. Hello, everyone. Future Aiden here. I just wanted to quickly let you all know that the standard humans Reddit is fully operational and ready to go. We're going to be posting there whenever there's a new episode. And I just made a thread asking for questions. We want to do a Q&A episode at some point or maybe just sprinkle them in throughout a few episodes. So if you have any questions at all when you're, when you're listening to these episodes, let us know on the Reddit and we will probably maybe get back to you on that. Also, if we ever do voting again for an episode topic, which I do want to do probably a few times, at least next year, it will likely be on the Reddit and on the Patreon. So if you want to get in on that, make sure you go join both of those mediums. Anyway, so everyone, goodbye. <laughs> I'm glad that you know you now know how to prioritize your life. You're welcome. Yeah, hundred percent. You all you're all good now. Yeah. Definitely. Your priority should be 100% in check. You're freaking welcome, lads.